well, hello everybody out there in music video land, and welcome to another edition of the IMVD podcast. This week in music videos, brought to you by your super good friends at imvdb.com, the internet music video database. My name is Adam of the IMVDB, and with me, as per usual, is Doug and his fantastic flying cat, Tobias. Doug, how are you? Doing super good, Adam. Crip walking on blue waters. Yep, it's that's what they do, what they're known for. It's sort of one of those. Yeah, it's like have you gone to have you gone to the West Coast to see the Crips walking on the blue waters? It's like like have you gone on Alaskan cruise to see the whales? I have both. Uh, I've never. I've been on an Alaskan Alaskan cruise. Uh, I didn't. I didn't see whales though. Oh. But I told a lie for a while that I did. Um, All the way up until just now. I'm glad you're coming clean now, Doug. Thank you. Um, and then somebody who, ha- unbeknownst to us that we just found out, has been on an Alaskan cruise this entire time. <laughs> um, which is, uh, we have a lot of questions about, is uh, from north of the wall, I guess out to sea, is uh, Mr. Adam Alexander. Adam, do you, what, are your, what are your general coordinates right now on the boat? Uh, I'm not sure of my coordinates, but uh, I, I am on mop duty. That I can uh, confirm. I'm sorry Tight. about that. Yeah. Um, so here we are, the whole gang's together. It's the first podcast of February, early February um, 2016. And this is a podcast where we talk about music videos and music video-related news, if you're not familiar. Um, and uh, if it's February, it means a few things. Number one, one of those is that Sundance... Time for my yearly shower. That's right, which t- traditionally takes place on February 1st. So yeah. you are extremely clean right now. Yeah, about um, as clean as I get all year. And then the other thing that's happened is that Sundance is over. Um, the film festival that takes place every January in wherever it takes place. I believe it is in Colorado. Doug, you've been to Sundance before. Park, Parks in Utah. Parks in Utah, that's right. One of the square states. Um, yep. and there's, there's, I, cannot land, I cannot pick it out on a map. No. I mean, it's it's one of the square states, so you you just look for one of the square ones. Yeah. I can't name – I could probably only list about five states if you gave me a map right now, though. Adam Alexander could list more than me. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, Doug, we're going to need to talk about that later because that's – that could be the, the – that would be like the beginning of an inspirational movie. Like I could <laughs> see the trailer where somebody's like, name me six states and you only get to five. Well, I can name the states. I just don't know where they are. Oh, okay. Well, that makes, makes, makes more sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, there's a little bit of music video news that came out of Sundance this year. Um, Daniels, which are, if you've listened to this podcast at all, you've probably heard us talk about Daniels music videos. Um, they haven't directed a music video in a while because they've been directing a feature called Swiss Army Man uh, starring Daniel Radcliffe that made a lot of... And Paul Dano. And Paul Dano, of course. Can't forget the Paul Dano. Um, they made a lot of news at Sundance for various reasons, which we may you know we may get into. But um, they ended up winning Best Director, um, which is fantastic. This is a director duo that has um, really been amazing in the music video world, kind of starting their successful crossover into uh, films, because this is a feature. Yeah, it's a feature, and it's um, you know, every I haven't had a chance to see it, but I've talked to several people who have, and they, you know, they say it, it's really great, and that it feels like a Daniels movie, and you know, the the way that music video directors uh, we're, we're getting into features 
you know, just prior to this, the last few years, you know, felt a lot more like the Benny Boom directs the Tupac movie story, where it's like <laughs> they've got like 15 minutes left on the rights of this Tupac movie. And it's like, all right, we make it now or we're fucked. And it's like, who can do this? Benny Boom um, will do this. And and the story of that versus like the, the story of the Daniels film, which they like nurtured this screenplay through like a Sundance um uh, I can't, I can't, I'm not exactly sure what it's called. It was some kind of like workshops. Yes. Screenwriters workshop that they went to for like several months, um, a couple of years ago and then came up kind of through a Sundance program and, uh, but like really came up through music videos and it's really like inspirational that like a movie that is going to come out and feel very Daniels. They won best director. They also, um, it got picked up by a 24, which means that it's going to get a, theater theatrical release like that's it seems to be what that indicates and uh yeah like it's it's their movie it's a daniels movie and it's obviously like got their stamp on it considering they're winning best director at sundance and so you know that's got to be looked at as an inspirational story of these you know these guys who started out making kind of indie level music videos that they were just uh you know, and then kind of through that started doing bigger stuff for bigger artists and still doing things their way and then transitioning into film. Uh, it's got to be, you know, something that a lot of directors are probably trying to emulate right now. And we should mention that this movie kind of got a, a reputation at Sundance and kind of a tagline, which is the farting corpse movie. Yeah. And, and Sundance like is notorious for having walkouts, you know, um, when the Tim and Eric um, when Billion Dollar Movie played uh, premiered at Sundance, half the people walked out of that film as well, and that was heavily publicized. I mean, it's not uncommon for folks to walk out of movies at Sundance, and you know, part of the publicity around Swiss Army Man was the walkouts. But also, you know, it's, it seems to have been very polarizing. People either love it or hate it, and uh, I've seen a lot of people who love it too. A lot of film critics, a lot of obviously people in the music video world and in the short film world have been very excited about it. But the fact that it got distribution um, it indicates a lot. And the fact that they won Best Director indicates a whole lot. And uh, I'm really stoked to see it. And it seems like we're all going to kind of get an opportunity. I guess based on the amount that it was bought for and the the people who bought it, um, the indication is that it will get a, th- a theatrical release. That that seems to be what um, a lot of folks are thinking. And so, uh, yeah, there's, it's not. I guess it's not guaranteed. But like you know, um, something like uh, I, I've heard some comparisons to Lars and the Real Girl. I don't know if you guys have seen that, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, it's got um, um, it's a Ryan about Gosling. Ryan Gosling who falls in love with a real doll. Based on my life. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, I think the tagline is the Adam Alexander story. Yeah, right. It is. Lars based on Adam Alexander. So, uh, yeah. So, it, like, this is a film that kind of like the, the uh, you know, it's kind of like a, a dark, dramatic comedy. Uh, kind of like it sounds like we're getting out of Swiss Army Man. And the, the theory, the, the, you know. Te- uh, description of the film about, you know, these real dolls are like cr- the creepiest things that ever existed. Um, and for someone to like be like this person, you know, the Ryan Gosling character basically treats it like its girlfriend and introduces it to his family and to his friends. And like, this is my girlfriend. Um, and it seems very strange on the surface, but it actually ends up being a very kind of like touching, charming film. Um, 
that, you know, actually was pretty successful commercially as well based on the expectations. And uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if this film had the same kind of outcome. Well, congratulations to Daniels. Um, you, you you interviewed Daniels um, quite a while ago. I remember yeah, we, should, we should link to that that interview that we did that you did. Yeah, it's a, it is a pod. It was on a podcast. It was a podcast interview. It actually took place at the Vimeo Awards in 2012. So I did that interview where I sometimes eat lunch now. Uh, yeah, your your future employers. Yep. Sweet. Um, and also, so this is January, the third of January to April is the uh, film festival t- time, it feels like. We have uh, um, uh, South by Southwest coming up in March. Doug, you are going to be there, I believe. It's true. And um, a, a brewer, the music video director, has had a feature exhibit at Sundance. No, no, South to South by. South by Southwest, sorry. They yeah. both start with S's, whatever. Um, it's called, um, their feature is called The Trust, uh, and it stars Nicolas Cage, um, Elijah Wood, and Scott, Sky Ferreira, and, and uh, Jerry Lewis. I don't know who Jerry Lewis is, but uh, no, wait, it can't be Jerry Lewis. Obviously, yeah, obviously, maybe not the Jerry <laughs> It can't Lewis be the right Jerry Lewis. Yeah. It says Jerry, maybe it's Jenny Lewis. Anyway, Nicolas Cage, Elijah Wood, it's Sky Ferreira, and Pretty Bird needs to update there. <laughs> it's like, it says Jerry Lewis, and I was like, what? And then I clicked the link, and it's like, comedian Jerry Lewis. I'm like, no, 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 this can't be correct. Uh, wait, but wait, what is the name of the film again? Uh, the Trust. <laughs> like as I said it, I'm like, what am I, an idiot? I I don't think it's Jenny Lewis. At least I don't see anything online about that. Maybe Jerry Lewis appears in like stock footage or something. Uh, uh, I don't know. Jerry Lewis. It does say Jerry Lewis on the de- like Deadline.com. So it does say it does say Jerry Lewis. I don't think it's Jerry Lewis, the actor. <laughs> I don't know for I don't know for sure. But it is a, uh, it's called The Trust. It's playing at South by Southwest. Uh, two corrupt Las Vegas police officers plan to rob a large stash that they find in connection to a local drug operation. So, also the Adam Alexander story. That's, yeah, that was another phase of my life. Are you getting any, like, cash kickback for this, Adam? I mean, for uh, people just, like, using your story. Well, no. It's all going to Jerry Lewis. <laughs> The Jerry Lewis Foundation. Thank, thank God. Um, it's interesting that uh, Elijah Wood is in that because that is an actor who has been in several music videos. Um, yeah. As has Sky Ferreira. Yeah, well, obviously, since she's a musical artist, Sky Ferreira, several music videos. Um, directed, most of them directed by Grant Singer, who went on to direct many of the weekend videos. It's true. Um, but Elijah Wood was in the, remember the Tiny Tortures video by Flying Lotus from 2012? Yeah, yeah video. Um, and I also remember he was in the Make Some Noise video by Beastie Boys, um, yeah. the one that had a ton and a ton of people in it. Yeah, the, uh, Seth Rogen also has a movie at uh, or a series at um, South by Southwest, and he's one of the one of the boys in that movie. Nice, the Vampire Academy, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't remember. I don't remember. Uh, that's, not, I, that's probably not going to be what I watch. Uh, no, it's not. Uh, Joe. Um, I don't fucking. It's called the preacher. He just directed it. 
So Doug Yoon. Oh right, that's an AMC series, right? Based on the comics. Is it a movie or are you talking? Why are you asking me? Come on, stop, stop. Adam, no, this is just trying to needle you. He's just trying to (laughs) fuck up, fuck up, Doug. (laughs) Say something wrong. No, I don't. I don't know. The uh, preacher, Seth Rogen, Evan Goldberg, directed it. Right, yeah, it's it's episodic. It'll be cool. Totally, yeah. Preacher, supernatural, twisted, dark comedy. Adam, you're just trying to embarrass Doug. No, yeah. no, no. This time it's got, legit. I knew I knew this. Make me feel like a goof. Yeah. Doug. No, no, no. <laughs> anyway, tune in next week. Next week, uh, the shorts and the music videos um, playing uh, uh, at South by Southwest will be announced. So look out for those. Excited for and those. I'm just jealous that you get to go to South by Southwest, Doug. Okay, that's fair. If, uh, but if, you, if you're listening and you are going to be at South by Southwest, look for me. I'll be there. Doug, remember when we had business cards made for you for South by Southwest? Will you have business cards again? Am I going to have business cards? Yeah. Well, yeah, I'll have business cards. I'll have IMVDB business cards, but I'll also have Vimeo business cards. Considering that... uh, You need a deck of Pokemon cards. They're paying for me. (laughs) I need what? What do I need? A deck of Pokemon cards. Oh, yeah, totally. It's just in case you run out of the other stuff. Stop the shouting. Get you to say that joke again. Uh, But I will be be, um, hosting a screening in the Vimeo Theater. So uh, if if you want to see, if you want to hear me talk uh, in front of of you, go to that. That's exciting. Um, Doug, you are going to obviously give us a, a lowdown of what's going on with the music video. Uh, screenings at South by Southwest. Uh, obviously, um, that's like probably one of the biggest events I feel like for for music videos in the U.S. At least, um, it's certainly the largest film festival that recognizes music videos. Mm-hmm. And they, and the, one of the I've only been to South by Southwest, South by Southwest once, um, but one of the things that I, I loved about it was that you know they have a ton of venues obviously to show all these films um but all of them are fantastic so if you go to see the music video screening even though it's maybe not in the biggest venue it's still you know one of the best venues you'll ever see music videos in so if you're in the area i highly recommend music at least when i went and and Doug, i know you've been years since uh there's still plenty of tickets available for the, the music video screening so yeah right and as a uh and and you know the screening I'm hosting is also going to be in a really cool theater. Too. Yeah. So do you do you know what you're going to wear yet? Do you know if you're going to like wear like a cool like a cool t-shirt? I was going to do um, sports coat, no shirt underneath, mm. but like a six button sports coat, um, wow. and I'll button five of the buttons. Wow, I can see this, and I think nice. it's, it's going to go over very well. Ooh, yeah. Wow. Maybe a big gold chain to fill some of that space left by the no shirt. And, uh, yeah, get, totally. You guys get gold chains at Vimeo, right? Like it, the one-year gift is a gold Vimeo chain. Well, it's, right, it's yeah. Here. It's but. just like when you get signed by a uh, rap record label and they give mm-hmm. you a chain. Uh, same you, same kind of idea. Do you really get a, a chain when you sign with a record label? Well, that used to be a thing. They would do that, like they would do that in lieu of paying people, though. Right? Yeah, they'd be like, "Yeah, here's a gold, <laughs> like, gold chain worth nothing." Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's it's got your name on it. Nobody else wants it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the name of the record label, like Rockefeller. Here it is. Um, yeah, but I definitely will. Uh, there will be music videos, of course, as part of the screening that I'll be shirtless at. So, nice. Well, if you want, 
Everybody look out for the music video lineup announcement. They always have a really fantastic lineup of music videos at South by Southwest, so I'm excited to see it. We'll put it in the awards and uh, and festival section of the site uh, where you can check that out. And I believe we also automatically builds like a playlist that you can kind of watch through because yeah. uh, invariably, you know, we, we obviously see a lot of music videos and stuff, but invariably a lot of these lists, uh, especially South by Southwest because there's a lot of music videos, they're ones that we may have not even seen before, so it's always mm-hmm. exciting to to see those mixed in there. Um, I remember when we when we saw um, uh, the shoes times pretend video with Ryan Gosling on the big screen, which was a lot of fun. I'd never seen yeah. that music video before, so there um, are very few music videos that aren't elevated a little bit by being seen on a big screen. Yeah, and it really is a, an experience that not a lot of people get to have, obviously, and um, which I I wonder about because i feel like those would be such a, a big draw like if a, a local theater or theaters did like a music video night i feel like people would be like up for that but i guess it's a little difficult to program because people have different musical tastes and stuff like that and not everybody is you know just in the music videos for the music videos they're they're in it for the for the you know for the sound wow. for the yeah well and the guap i've really <laughs> never guap has always to me sound like kind of a gross word hmm don't you think it's, it sounds like something you, I don't know. What about suffrage? That also seems bad, but is good. Uh, that's true, but guap is in a much more visceral way, sounds bad. <laughs> yeah, it is. Guap seems like something that you get, you pull out of your ear. Yeah, and it's like, it's, but it, it feels like it would be, and I know it's just because of the proximity of the word guac. It seems like it would be the consistency of guacamole, and that grosses mm-hmm. me out a little bit. Mm-hmm. So should, Maybe a guava, which also is gross. Ooh, yeah. Guava-esque. Absolutely. Hmm. I think we're breaking new ground here, mm-hmm. um, which is a good uh, sign for us to move to actual music videos. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's do that. Talk about the lineup because we got some interesting stuff. There's some a little bit of deep stuff, a little bit of uh, politically aware stuff, um, and a little bit of uh, just poppy stuff. You know, just a whole a good grab bag of music videos. You know, gambits. We run the gambit, uh, and I think we should start with the Hiro Murai directed music video this week because at the if. if Anyone who listened to the end of all the way to the end of last week's episode, if you didn't bail on us after 12 minutes, <laughs> like you usually do, um, you, you'll know that we tried to guess who Hiro Murai was going to be directing a music video for. Uh, and none of us were correct because he ended up directing a music video for Massive Attack featuring Tricky and 3D um, for a song called Take It There. And none of us guessed Massive Attack. Yeah, I don't, that wasn't even in like my that wasn't even in my long shots. No, but it makes sense. Um, the thing is that we we don't have any massive attacks uh, videos in the database for. I mean, the last well, one we have is 2010. Yeah, it makes sense because Massive Attack is a band, hmm. um, and here and 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 uh, and it makes sense for any band to want Hero to direct the video for them because he. He's, he does it the best. True. Um, you know, yeah, I agree. I mean, there are very few bands that's like, why would they choose Hero, idiots? <laughs> I mean, this, and this kind of has, has a, a little bit of a dream team going on here. The director of photography is Larkin Siepel. Who, um, sh- who uh, uh, shot the Daniels film. That's right, yeah. So he's been a busy dude. Um, and, of course, our favorite, our favorite choreographer... 
which we talk about every usually every, once per episode is Ryan Heffington, um, the uh, choreographer of such music videos as uh, Chandelier um, and Elastic Heart by Sia and Anna by Will Butler, which was on our top ten for last year. And so, pr- produced by Jason Cole, who you who you might know as Jason Cologne who was on this podcast. So uh, Jason, I, I, Jason now goes by Jason Cole. And yeah. Explain that to me. Cause this is, this is a new thing for me. Uh, Jason w- was on our um, podcast of, you know, maybe like a year ago. And uh, one of the things we uh, <laughs> mentioned to him on that podcast is that I think his, his Twitter handle is spicy, co- spicy colon basically. And, and the, with the last name Cole, it still kind of fits. Right. Um, I think, it, I think, um, uh, it's it relates to like Cole maybe is um like th- maybe there was some like recent in his family changes to his last name hmm. um like maybe like a great grandfather or grandfather or something I can't remember exactly what it was I could just pull up his email mm-hmm. um but anyway he just had a child and he wanted that child's last name to reflect the like other last name. I should just read this email because I'm butchering this. We have had one other uh, name change. At least one. Uh, not just one. Actually, we've had a couple now. Yeah. Um, but I think the biggest one was when um, uh, uh, Simon used to be, no, used to go by Simon Keshavars. Yeah. Um, and he was Simon Keshavars when, uh, and I'm probably butchering that name, which is probably why he changed it. But he was, he did go by that name when he interviewed him on the podcast a few yeah. years ago. So, yeah. So, Jason says uh, he's, having, yeah, he's having a baby and he wanted to honor his grandfather um, by passing on his last name to his new family. And uh, Cole, I guess, is his grandfather's last name. And he wants to pass that on. So, pretty cool, I guess, cool, pretty cool reason. Yeah, congratulations, Jason. And if you are a, f- a follower of, if you you know, if you read the credits down to you know all the different positions, and you recognize Jason's name, then mentally make that note that Jason Cole is formerly Jason Clone. Or if you're listening to one of the four commentaries that he's recorded for us, along mm-hmm. with director Hiro Murai, um, and you're like, wait, this is a different name. Now you know that. Now you know. Now you, now you have that information. Um, so back to the video. Uh, this is a video. This is one of those videos that is shot in a different aspect ratio. I believe this is a 4 by 3 aspect ratio. Uh, Doug, do, would, would you guys agree with that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would. Good. Um, and this is all shot at night. Um, as <laughs> This is the thing that a hero likes to do. And I we, we have heard that, um, you know... Remember, there were two videos. I think it was sweatpants and another video that were shot basically back to back night shoots. Yeah, um, he does then, have the Telegraph Ave Oakland by Lloyd uh, um, by Childish Gambino. True, um, it is in daytime, and then Never Catch Me, although dark, mm-hmm. also daytime. True, but then uh, um, and then one other one, Do You by Spoon. But then other than that, all of his other music videos, which is about twelve <laughs> since twenty thirteen. Uh, have taken place at night, twelve yeah. to fifteen. Gold, sober, uh, grief. Everything long. since Chum, yeah, in twenty twelve. Um, so uh, which is, I mean, obviously not not knocking that. It makes oh no, not at all. Well, I, I, it seems like it's basically like this. 
a lot of them seem to be taking place in the same kind of world, mm-hmm. uh, you know, this Hiro Mirai world. Like he, um, I think when we interviewed him for a video chats, he describes um, the Earl Sweatshirt High video taking place in maybe like a, um, in like the same world as the Chum video. And like, I, th- I, I just, I feel like these, a lot of the, the worlds are being brought uh, brought along with Hero, and he just kind of, they are existing in the same kind of Hero Mirai space. Yeah, I can definitely see this uh, massive attack, take it there video, like taking place in the same world as like, you know, a chum or hive. Um, and this video features a, a man in a trench coat, uh, looks to be like his mid 40s or so. He's stumbling pretty hard. He's, he's John Hawks, who's an John actor. Hawks. Right. He's also, you also might know him from that Cameron Duddy. Um, music video for group love for shark attack where he's the magician who keeps like mm-hmm. you, you remember that video he like made yeah, it's one of my favorite videos but he's he was also in the show um hbo baseball show um, uh yeah hbo baseball show come on what's it what's it the uh it's got the danny mcbride in it eastbound and down eastbound and down you Is might he know him from eastbound and down who's he playing he's, that? I, he's like a character actor he's I the find. he he's plays like, danny mcbride's brother is that him? he's yeah, and he also is in a movie that Miranda July made called um, "You and Everyone You Know," "You, Me, and Everyone You Know," or something like that. He's a, he's, he's a great actor. I, he's in Identity as well. Um, yeah, and, Identity. Uh, yeah, he's in lots of stuff, but he's like a good character actor because you see him and you instantly recognize him, but you can't think of what you've seen him in. He's one of those guys. He's also not like traditionally cool. handsome, but he's got a face you really want to look at. Yeah, I want to look at this guy. I'd agree with that. So this video sees him stumbling around pretty heavily. It's all at night. Um, you're in these sort of locations with not a lot of people, um, like a, a drained swimming pool at night, and it kind of a, a, it looks like a, some sort of school has failed. Um, and then, you know, occasionally walking with him are these four dark figures um, with long hair. I, I, I started thinking they're women, and then I then I then you don't really see their faces a lot, so it's not really clear. If they're women or not, but they're kind of surrounding him, um, and then you know, then comes the dance part. They, uh, you know, toward the end, they sort of break out into a choreographed dance. I, I, so my question to you guys would be: What? It's never really made clear, like what this guy, why this guy is stumbling, um, and it could be a number of things. It could be alcohol or other drugs. Do you guys have a sense of, of like what the reason was or what his story was? Well, there also could very easily be like. Um death involved here and mm-hmm. these could somehow be you know i think it's de- both, devils I, or, or ghosts or something somebody commented on the um on hero's vimeo upload of this that um this this video is what it what it must feel like to die alone hmm. and and that's like it's it seemed hero seemed very taken to that comment he was like i, I really love this so he, he commented about he commented back in appreciation and saying that he really liked the comment. And so, uh, you know, just kind of, kind of the dark kind of just atmosphere of this video, um, you know, de- death could be present. You know what I mean? Like there's nothing to suggest that uh, any, like that kind of reading in this video is off. Well, the, clo- the dark cloaked figures, though, could be representative of death. Yeah, totally. That could sell that for sure. Like, it doesn't necessarily mean that, but like, no. if you th- if you have that kind of feeling, um, it it certainly can. And and you know, this can be uh, 
so it, it could be drunk. It could he could just be kind of a kind it's of a weird offender of some yeah. sort. Of, I, I assumed, and I mean, the final shot suggests that he's died, really, mm-hmm. or pa- or passed out, or passed out with his eyes wide open, which is an yeah. odd way to pass out. And the choreography also suggests, I think, that there's some sort of because there, there's a choreography move where he sort of mimes drinking and then uh, mimes a gun to his head, mm-hmm. um, which which is the only choreography in the video that really signifies anything. Ryan Hevington, at least from what I can tell, um, only uses sort of pantomime motions in his chore- choreography for, for very specific things. He uses it like very heavily, for instance, in the Elastic Heart video. Um, because there was the whole point of the choreography was to tell a story that was outside of the immediate, you know, choreography surroundings that they were in. They were in a giant birdcage, but they were telling a different story. And this, you know, the, 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 the characters and the place where they are help tell that story. So when he uses something like a pantomime, I, I, I tend I think it's a, kind of a cue to pay attention. Um, so I, I think maybe, you know, outside of the fact that, it could be, you know, a death or some sort of, you know, other after afterlife event. Um, I think the the core things to take away from this video are that it, he is alone, um, mm-hmm. and that he is self destructing in some some sort of way, yeah. but but alone. And there's really no nothing to help him or nothing besides these dancers, which are only really kind of exacerbating things. Yeah, definitely, and and also not always there. Right. Um, yeah. And so, you know, which, you know, are in his head or are like coming in and out or, you know, can also, you know, carry multiple meanings. But it's, it's they're not always there. So and there's this great moment in the in sort of toward the end of the video where um, in the choreography, they all kind of, you know, with a, a dance group like this, where there's a like one lead person and there's four kind of supporting dancers you know, the supporting dancers tend to do the same thing and the lead person kind of takes a little bit of a different track. So there's a contrast there, um, which it, which is the track that is taken for like most of the ending scene when they're dancing in, in the abandoned, you know, the drained pool. Then there's this, this point where they sort of started to move together and they all, they all kind of like look at each other and scream. This is why I love, um, you know, these, these types of dance music videos where there is a narrative portion, but the dance has an, like a narrative meaning as well. Like uh, mm-hmm. the hero video for, for sober. Um, Say, or, or never catch me. Or exactly. Yeah. There are all the, all these pieces where, um, you know, yeah, there's a dance, but it, it's not really for, for show. It's to tell you something a little bit more about the world that these people are existing in or clues to mm-hmm. what, um, what they're going through. So I, yeah, this is a fantastic music video. Yeah, I think it was also uh, when I saw that it was a, a massive attack video. Um, I thought it was really cool because um, massive attack actually have a, 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 actually quite a few really great um, videos from when they were really huge in the '90s. They had the cool video for Teardrop directed by Walter Stern, and then they had an awesome Gondry video for Protection. So I feel like uh, in that they've kind of had a, a little bit of a, a lull in in making music and kind of being away from the music scene, I feel like Hiro Mirai is like the go-to, uh, like he's the big new gen director right now. So it's actually like a really cool fit to have him do a new visual for them, I thought. Um, yeah, Teardrop, is kind of, that's a classic. I would say I'll put that in the classic music video category. Definitely. Yeah. 
so good. It's uh, if for anyone who hasn't seen it, basically the gist of it is that uh, it's I believe an animatronic um, as an embryo inside of a, a pregnant woman, and it's kind of uh, lip syncing to the lyrics to the vocal. But uh, just the way that it combines with the song itself is just uh, really beautiful and amazing. It's such a cool video. Well, speaking of beautiful and or amazing, shall we should we take it to another video that's beautiful and amazing? Yeah, which one is that? Um, I really love the River by Leon Bridges video. I also love this video. Yeah, it's great. Directed by Miles J. Miles J, who we... Uh, I don't believe we've mentioned uh, any of his videos on the podcast yet. Um, but he's director at uh, Vision Film, whose music videos we have definitely uh, mentioned on the podcast um, out of Toronto. Um, and this video is for Leon Bridges... Um, called River. And so just a, a quick synopsis of the video. It's, it's a little long. It's about seven minutes, but um, it takes place at this motel. Um, this woman walks into this motel room and uh, Leon Bridges is on, on the bed strumming a guitar. And then, you know, as he starts playing, you sort of see these, these scenes. Um, and they all are basically scenes of, you know, poverty in America, um, mostly taking place in the inner city. Of, I'm sure... They shot this. Obviously, they shot it somewhere, but it's not really clear. I think where it's it Baltimore. I think it's Baltimore. Yeah, I mean, it would make sense if it was Baltimore. Yeah, because I believe that, I believe I read somewhere um, that all all of these people are like real, just kind of like locals in the Baltimore area. Yeah, that, I, it reminded me of The Wire, so that would make sense. Which is strange, but I saw some things that looked like that. Yeah, that makes sense. And it, it, it is one of those things where, like, these are not, like, uh, dressed scenes. These look like real places. Um, and, you know, I think that what's really kind of beautiful about this video is that there is this sort of undercurrent of tension in it um, where you see these sort of, like, scenes of kind of discord in these scenes in, in Baltimore. Um, you know, this these uh, I think one of the scenes that, that kind of like jumps out to me is this like father who walks away from a, a police car who's all bloody. I think the implication is that he's been roughed up by the police in some way. Um, and then you see him just like lying on like this mattress on the floor in his apartment while his like baby just like screams in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so as the video goes on and it sort of moves with the music, the tension starts to resolve and you get like this uh, you switch from the mode of everything sort of seeing helpless and just like out of control to things sort of becoming more in harmony so like at the end you see the father like he's still bloody but he's like he you know he's playing with his child like he's 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 gotten up and and you know like gotten with that child and you know they're they're fine now and there are other little th- narrative threads in this but they also resolve in that way um yeah, and some of the other um, images that kind of support these ideas, you're seeing kind of like uh, candlelight vigils and uh, other kind of like images that are um, very reflective of the kind of like unrest that has existed uh, in Baltimore now um, for several months and, and kind of historically. Um and so, uh, you know, all of that. And, and yeah, uh, if, you know, if you if you I, I'm just looking here at um, kind of like a, a Rolling Stones article, uh, Rolling, Sto- Rolling Stone article uh, about the video. And it talks about how kind of gospel music, uh, 
you know, has been used as symbolism for change and redemption. And this song definitely has a very kind of gospel, um, you know, take me to the river. I mean, these types of, uh, like these types of images just like kind of feel religious, uh, in a sense and very spiritual and, um, you know, that, and, uh, that, you know, that's definitely reflected, you know, you're picking up on that in that what you're talking about, how some of that stuff is getting resolved. And, and, you know, you know, there is some like direct undercurrents of religion in this. Um, there's, there's a little girl who's sort of seen sort of just looking at our window, um, sort of despondent and, you know, when we're sort of introduced to these environments and then she, she walks outside and she kind of walks out into a, um, kind of, uh, um, religious congregation. I, I don't exactly know what they're, what they're doing. I probably should have really, re, uh, um, researched this a little bit, but there's a pastor sort of, uh, you know, he's up on a soapbox, you know, he's got his little, uh, bullhorn and he's talking, but there's somebody with a hose spraying everybody like it's rain. And I, and I, I, I hesitate to laugh because I'm sure there's some sort of, I'm sure that's real. I'm sure that's something some people do and there's a meaning associated with it, but I've never seen that before. Um, and it just, it just seems so odd, although rain and, and water is like important symbolism in this as well. But I think that one of the things that, well, it could be like a baptism just with no, well, okay. Act, yeah. that's true. Access, like a baptism, but just with no act, they don't have access to, they don't have a river. Right. Yeah. Um, but I, I think one of the key things here is that, um, I, I'm really excited for more Miles J videos. I yeah. mean, this is something that's, I mean, like I said, we haven't really mentioned his videos on that. We only have four of them on the site right now. Um, and I'm not sure if there are more, uh, but, and he, but he is a very, you know, he is a verified user of the site. So I feel like it's, it's at least relatively complete. Um, this is, a, I think he does some commercial work and stuff yeah. as well. This is, um, uh, and this video was commissioned by Saul Levitz, um, mm-hmm. so uh, who was on this podcast, but a uh, real good pairing by Saul Levitz um, with this. And there are some images in this video that are just so, so striking. And um, Adam, uh, Alexander, I saw in our um, chat with the podcast, you mentioned the sound design in yeah. this video, too, is used very effectively. Right. Um, it's very, very strong. Um, um, but there are some images that, like, kind of in in other in another director's hands or or with with different contexts around it could feel very kind of like overly earnest or um mm-hmm. uh so, you know heavy-handed or something like that but this this video just like strikes the very perfect note um and all of this stuff feels very very real and authentic and uh you know nothing is forced and and nothing feels um you know false at all it's perfect timing for Leon Bridges, too. He's just recently uh, done an SNL performance. I think it was actually late last season, but, um, like, he's on the up and, like, a cool video like this that people are noticing. It's just, like, uh, you know, it's cool to see that happen. Yeah, actually, I did not know that he was on SNL in uh, early December of last year. Um, yeah, this is this is a – Adam, you mentioned a little bit about the sound design. Um the sound design is so interesting because you know he starts off playing. It's it, it, you know uh, 
and we hear him playing in this motel room and it, and it is obviously the sound of him playing right then and there you know the the diegetic sound and then we move into the into the audio and several points in time we kind of slip between those modes and it's flawless really it it is and it adds so much to the feeling and the the sense of space of the music video um yeah this is just like a, a, a kind of flawlessly executed music video there's nothing about this video that i i kind of looked at and said uh you know this isn't really fully realized or 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 there's more that they could have done there i thought this was fantastic yeah <clears throat> totally um so should we go to something 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 different now a different music video I, it's like a like a totally different music video just like a completely yeah like not just a different part of this music video well we could talk um, about we want to talk, talk talk some zane uh let's talk zane well maybe like a, a little like pillow talk maybe <laughs> nice. Yeah, I think we should. Okay, it's now time. It's now the time of the podcast for a little pillow talk. Well, so you're so Doug and Adam. I believe you guys are familiar with the band One Direction. I've heard of them. Okay, um, and this this One Direction is made up of different. I call them the lovable lads. I um, I'd, I'd love to hear that. Um, and you know, some of them you may be familiar with. You may be familiar with um, uh, Harry Styles. Who's kind of like the Justin Timberlake of the group? Yeah, he's kind of the main dude. Um, but they have a past member, Zane, Zane Malik. Mm-hmm. Um, and Zane, I you know I'm not up, up up enough on my One Direction stuff to know how. Doug, Adam, do you know how long he left ago? He left One Direction. I think I think Six, roughly just under a year. I think. Yeah, I was gonna say just under uh, roughly a year. So you know now they obviously are you know he didn't he didn't just like peace out to go and like you know raise chickens on a farm or whatever he's he's releasing some music videos or some music and uh, we got a music video by him um, directed by Bua Kazmi a song called uh, Pillow Talk came out uh, at, on January twenty eighth now the interesting thing is that um, a video called History by One Direction came out two days before that um, and. It is a, I would classify it as a boring music video. Um, it's sort of like a clip of music video. You know these clip tour music videos? Mm-hmm. Um, but as Doug, you pointed out um, before the podcast, uh, Zane's Pillow Talk music video has four million more views than the One Direction video. Yeah, it's it's gotten more attention, it seems. And, uh, and it's definitely trying to do more as a music video than the One Direction video is. But uh, I was pretty surprised by this because, like we mentioned, Harry Styles is the, like, Timberlake. You know, if 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 uh, if um, the main guy goes off and does their own thing and succeeds better than the rest of the guys, that's one thing. But this guy wasn't the one, the main guy. Did you, did you, know, did you know anything about Zayn before... Uh, any ever before tomorrow? Like, do you do you know anything about? Does anyone know anything about this guy? I no, feel like nothing. I know. I know more. I know more about fucking Lance Bass than I do <laughs> this guy. And so, uh, but I mean, that's I, I do test, know that right? he left a bit. Like, he left the band a, 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 like with some controversy. Mm-hmm. Um, he was like cheating on his girlfriend or something weird, or his wife, and he like quit the band to like be a better boyfriend. Something like that happened, Adam Alexander. You you're the one who's supposed to know this. Type I don't of stuff. I don't have the nitty gritty on this, but but I do know that this video and song is more interesting than anything one, that One Direction has ever put out. At least as far as I'm concerned. This well, is, at least it wants to be. 
I actually lo- I actually love it. I think it's it's much sexier than anything that One Direction did. It just uh, I mean it's word, not it's not video the of the year. He says the word fuck yeah, in the cor- <laughs> in the chorus. He's, well, he's, down, like, he's down to fuck, yeah. Yeah, he's like, all right, I'm leaving a boy band. I'm immediately going to have a different color beard than hair, and I'm going to say the word fuck. It's like everything's changing for me. I'm changing it up. And uh, it worked. Saying the word fuck works. Yeah, well, not only is he, does he say the word fuck, this is kind of a – this is like a tour de force of sort of um, – I would classify them as sort of like art school sex images. Oh, uh, this shit is a mess. Yeah, it, it really is a complete mess. Like, it, like for instance, scroll to uh, 42 seconds where um, a woman is uh, nude and is opening her legs. And guess where is what is there where her vagina should be? It is not a flower. A flower. Not a flower. It's a flower. Yeah. So if you guys want to yeah, write your term papers on that, boys. What does I, that mean? So I will like... I'll give it credit for trying to be mm, bold and interesting versus, like, what history is giving us. Right. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, let's compare it to One Direction's body of work. Mm -hmm. Right? And that's where, to me, it stands out. In the plethora of other videos, no. But... Yeah, but this also has a... This has a chick that's, like, legit, straight-up crying blood in it. Do you guys see this? (laughs) Uh, yeah, he cries some something too. No, yeah, Let's she's like it. it's like blood streaming out of her too. So th- this feels like he like Zane walked into like the the meeting for this music video, and he just like he was like, I want this to have sexy sexy shit. I want this to have the hottest sexy ladies you can find, mm-hmm. but I also want it to be art. And then walked out, and then everybody was like, Oh fuck, what do we do? I mean, I think it's got some nice cinematography and. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing we should mention is the the girl in it who he makes out with um, is uh, is famous. Gigi Hadid. Yeah. What? How come she's famous? Uh, she's a she, model. Yeah. She was in. The, she's Taylor Swift's boo. She was in the um, uh, Bad, Bad Blood, Blood video. video yeah. Right. Um, and there's rumors that she's dating Zayed. Ooh. Oh. Z- Zayed. Z- Zayn. Zorro. Oh. I clicked yeah. off his. I clicked off his page. And but I think I, I think it's pretty. Uh, I think it's pretty safe to say that Zane is down to fuck, and he loves he loves art, and he you know he's not afraid to say fuck. He's not afraid to to sing about fucking and pillow talking. So Zane, you know, good on you for for kind of taking the plunge for showing everybody the way. Taking I mean, the fuck plunge. No, <laughs> no, it's because if you like watch this video, like as you know, with all its traits and all its interesting aspects, then then you watch the One Direction like history video. Yeah, it, it you're kind of like, uh, you guys like because the One Direction history video is basically like a, a retrospective. Of like but, said, Z- but Zane is in that right? Like, isn't the video like meant to be like, and it's called history, and it's like, isn't it part of it being like, we love you, Zane? I mean, I guess, I mean, you get those vibes. There are some shots that are just the four of them, but there are some where there's five of them. Yeah. So, it, but it doesn't really like seem to. Maybe not. I got some. I love you, Simon Cowell vibes. A little bit, yeah. Um, I wonder what Simon Cowell would think of Pillow Talk. 
Um, I think I mean I think Simon Cowell in general, is like, what does he too. talk about? What does Simon Cowell think about talking to people while like right before fucking them? Right. Like, what does he think of real life pillow talk? Wait, wait, is pillow talk before or after? I always thought it was after. Oh, I think it's before. That that's an interesting question. We need to yeah. We need oh, to get I've to never experienced. I've never experienced either. So really, <laughs> yeah. Okay, here we go. Here's that's the side, Doug. Here's the Wikipedia. Okay, here Wikipedia page for pillow talk. Pillow talk is a relaxed, intimate conversation often occurs between two sexual partners after the act of coitus. There we go. It's after. Mm. It is associated with honesty, sexual afterglow, and bonding. Um, what kind of uh, interaction, Adam, does your real dog get <laughs> when you have when you she guys have some pillow sweet talk. pillow talking? Like we, oh, we your just, real doll is female. Yeah, of course. Why well, I mean, <laughs> no, it doesn't have. It's an inanimate object either way. But this real doll is, of course, female. Okay. Uh, does it have like a Siri voice? Or it's it like... hasn't. It only has my voice speaking <laughs> as a woman. British Siri voice. It'd be funny if real dolls had like, like kind of like uh, Siri in them, but you can only just like ask them stuff like <laughs> where like the nearest gas station is and stuff. Yeah, right. Like Siri, where to get, where to get a cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> like there was no like and it just like shut down if you tried to say anything sexual to it you just had to ask it stuff yeah right you just like yeah you could you could ask it things that like kind of kind of could could make things better right yeah, yeah. such as i don't know like uh what what where's the best place to get sausage i don't know this is <laughs> adam Alexander, i'm still trying to figure out if adam alexander is like Playing along, or if he's really got a real doll up there in Mississauga. No, wait, Mississauga's where you're from. Up there in uh, Sudbury. Sudbury. Close. (laughs) But that's the mystery, right? Close that that Sudbury is close to Mississauga, or close like you have something like a real doll, like a knockoff version. Well, there you go. See, more (laughs) questions. Adam Adam has to keep keep some air of mystery, Doug. Yeah. He's got the wall sprint version of a real doll. You guys know what wall sprint is? It's no, Walgreens, it's... Walgreens version of aspirin. <laughs> really? It's called wall sprint. Yeah, I mean, Walgreens, like, they just put, like, wall instead of the first three letters of whatever the product is that they knock off. Do they really cool. do that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Wall <laughs> odorant. <laughs> I think that's a great place to end this podcast. Um, great idea. Yeah. Wall cast. <laughs> That's a great name, but I can put that into the old uh, the old Slack channel. My other name, my other like uh, name for this podcast is uh, Zane is DTF. So um, well, maybe maybe something about real dolls. Yeah, so many options. Um, well, uh, everybody, I hope you guys had some fun. Um, one video that we didn't get to talk about, but uh, maybe you should go see is uh, Coldplay's "Him for the Weekend" um, and see if you can spot any parallels to. Brothers video for Iggy Azalea uh, called Bounce. Um, that's your weekend homework. That's yeah, the weekend homework. Go, go, and, and the the question of the week for that video is: Does is everybody in India always throwing colored powder on themselves all the time? Uh, my answer is probably yes. Um, so uh, until next week, um, when you better watch the Coldplay him for the weekend video. Uh, we'll see you guys later.